1: I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and loads of other things. <music> Cupra Formenta. Cupra Tormenta. Tormentor? Yeah. I keep is reading it? the badge on the car I'm driving this week, which is a Cupra Formenta. As the Tormentor, because it almost sounds like either a bad wrestler or a marital aid. The Cupra Tormentor. And and I, do you know what I realise? I realise, A, I reckon Cupra have sold more cars than Volkswagen in the last 12 months because I see so many of the bloody things.
2: Um, and this is what I was going to say. I've seen loads of those loads. Cupra fermentations. Yeah. Out, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's buying them? Because it's a very, to my mind... It's quite a hard car to understand. It is, in my mind, exactly as well. I don't know what it. It's like for a start, and I know this is this is shoddy because I am supposed to be a car journalist, but I have no idea what it costs.
1: No, more more than a Skoda, more than a Volkswagen, because, and more than a Seat, because it's not a Seat, obviously, and you mustn't say that. Mm. So, but, but
2: it is a Seat, but it but it and is also Seat. a Volkswagen. So yeah. it's sort of meant to be a kind of is, is it a crossover, I suppose it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think where the the Tormentor is and then you've got but you've got other there's other Cupras, isn't there? Um But
2: this is the only bespoke Cupra as in, it doesn't share any body panels
1: with yes, any other Sat. That's right. Yeah. But you know, I, I know why. I know why they they've sold so many Cupras. I've I c I I have driven a Leon F R this week, mm-hmm. uh which obviously stands for fuck right off. <laughs> um just the same as the Yamaha FR eighty did when we were kids, a little shaft drive rival to the Honda Cub. We used to call it the Yamaha Fuck right off 80. And um I know why that they're selling so many. I've I've realised this. Hmm. It's because they've still got those lovely physical rotating knobs for volume and stuff on the steering wheel. Rather than yes. the sort of like wipe the snot off your finger up and down and nothing happens. Yeah, and then I've got a it.
2: clammy thumb and nothing works. Yeah. Oh. Well, they're binning that, apparently. Volkswagen have realised it was an absolutely shatting, terrible idea and they're getting rid.
1: I hope they get rid of the one where you also have to wipe your finger like some sort of swab test to open the sunroof because it's infuriating. Oh my gosh. If anyone's listening to this and they've got a VW group car which has a swipe to open slash close slash adjust the blind of the switch, it never registers what you want it to do. So the other day, howling with rain... And I accidentally opened the sunroof fully, and it did the full like from start to finish reveal. So it was a bit like the train, the train, the train toilet door that we ah. talked about in previous podcasts. Where once it sets off, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Remember the, the little divider from Blind Date when you finally yes. got to see one another after all the questions about I don't know what would you? It was. What, what it was very
2: thick. Yet, visibly, it was obviously quite light. You could tell it was just a, a bit of set, and it was made of balsa. It was stuff. balsa. It was, just... it
1: was painted balsa, wasn't it?
2: And, yeah, but it was it was needlessly thick for some reason.
1: That's right, in case there was a fighty situation. It's not like it was a Berlin Wall, is it? It's yeah. a sort of balsa Berlin Wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, the swipe to it- open sunroof. Yeah, switch. which
2: car was that in? Sorry.
1: That was actually in the Leon F ride off estate, oh, okay. which I really liked the car and all the other switches. Uh, all of them? A lot of the other switches were, 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 were good. Um, mm. But of
2: course. It's funny because Skoda, I was driving the new Fabia not long ago, and because Skoda are obviously they have to use certain carryover parts from the overall Volkswagen group, but they are allowed their own steering wheel. And their own steering wheel, two-spoke,r oh. has physical buttons on it. Hallelujah! And it's just much nicer than trying to use the one in, say, a current Golf. But yeah, apparently VW are now they're doing a little U-turn on this one because the customer feedback has been so, so bad, bad about those awful, awful touch-sensitive buttons.
1: But imagine if you owned one of those cars and you got to live with it for a while. I mean, that's like I mm. think I said it a couple of casts ago. It's the only reason why I haven't ordered an ID Buzz. Because I, I, lo- I like the car uh, uh, hugely, but I don't want to live with that infotainment system and that steering wheel mm. because it, cause it it, it, it's they, something um, you use every day, like probably every 20 yeah. seconds of a driving experience. Mm. And therefore, yeah. it will piss you off to the point where you'll punch the dashboard like some sort of infuriating 80s American person in a film. <laughs> you know, where they always punch a dash or a steering wheel really hard. I used to watch those in films. I think Tom Cruise used to do that quite a lot in the 80s.
2: Yeah, I think he liked a dashboard punch, didn't he?
1: Yeah, and I always found it to be... A, I was a little worried about it. it might set off something... Yeah. It might set the horn off and the horn won't stop because it will jam it will jam the <laughs> horn push and then and then, he, and then you will go, Oh no one but the, my anger's calmed down now but the car's just still going uh, now the cars cross. Yeah, screw
2: <laughs> you guys. Uh, you do get a lovely Doppler effect from a car with a jammed on horn as it drives past though. Oh it's great, it great. Great. fills it's you with satisfying somehow.
1: Fills you with uh, panic. Fills you with panic. Don't like uh,
2: it. Did you uh, the bit about those awful Volkswagen touch-sensitive controls that I just uh, simultaneously kind of amused me but also just was just drove me nuts was when they went, oh, you know, we, we, there's a software update. It lock out the air conditioning controls when it senses that you actually want to just touch the touchscreen so that you don't accidentally adjust the temperature
1: while you're trying to use the touchscreen. It's like you've yeah. come up with a fix for a problem that you created, you fuckwits. Do you know what they need to do? They need to Chernobyl it. They just need to put it under a a concrete sarcophagus, and then every five years, put another concrete sarcophagus over it.
2: Yes, send some probes in to make sure that the touch-sensitive buttons aren't escaping, and then then, uh, then more concrete,
1: more concrete, and then pretend it doesn't happen. Plant some trees around it, maybe some solar panels. There we go. Look, there's the concrete sarcophagus at Volkswagen at Wolfsburg, where or Zwickau, where the uh, where the touch-sensitive stuff used to live. Um, I mean,
2: it's not they're not alone because I was driving that MG4 the other week, which I know you really liked, and I really liked generally. I think it's a good car, but it wasn't perfect. And one of the things that wound me up about that was, again, touchscreen. Um, particularly if you just want to do the heated seats. Yeah. So heated seats in – I don't want to sound like a terrible old fart, but the heated seats in a, in cars of bygone times, so it's just a ruddy great button, and you press it, and the, the heated seat starts warming your balloon knot. But in the MG4 <laughs> – it's default. If you've got the home screen on, which has got you know what's going on with your infotainment and everything, there's, yeah. a, there's a tab at the top that's the climate control. It's just telling you what temperature you've selected. It doesn't let you to control it. You have to tap the tab to open the climate control yep. screen, and then there's a tiny, tiny button for the heated seats. And particularly if you don't want it on full, you have to then tap it, and it's the target area is
1: smaller than the end of your finger. I'm glad you found this out because you're a pedant as well. I, when yes. I was driving the MG5 estate, the, the car recently reviewed off of the Late Break Show, my other job, and I, um, I t- it took me a, five minutes to find it, I'd say, and when mm. I did, it, it is an off or an on. It's smaller than a five pence piece. Is it a one cent mm. coin? A one cent coin? An American cent is smaller than a five p. I reckon.
2: Uh, isn't no, it? I don't think it is. No, is it? five p is five p is a really tiny coin, isn't it? In the general scheme of things, so. Okay. Yeah, it is five-piece sized, and and it doesn't always respond. And particularly if you just go, oh, I don't want it on mega hot. I want it on, like, setting one or two. It starts on three, so then you have to tap it down. The, 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 yeah. the main problem with these things is that you have to look.
1: Yes, off the road. You have to look.
2: With more than just peripheral vision, yeah, to try and if you are negotiating a sort of a wet back road, it's well, basically, you just have to go, I'll have to take care of this once I've finished driving because it's too dangerous to try and do it while you're moving. It's just, I I understand the reasons why they've done it, but it's just like it's not that they've done it per se, it's that they've done it badly. The execution of the user interface is in an awful lot of cars, absolutely cocking terrible,
1: yeah. And I would say that before I left the drive with the the cup full of torment or (laughs) I I thought, you know, I'm going to put the heated seats on before I even leave the drive because that's a responsible Mm. thing to do. You set all the controls. Well, let me tell you, the infotainment takes four minutes to boot up properly Uh, and it's done this three days on the trot. So four minutes is actually about half the drive of my kids to school at the moment. So... So half of the drive, we can't properly get the radio up. Can't properly put a poo cooker on. And It's like, come on, Christ. Anyway, gri- gripe, gripe over, gripe over, gripe over. was oh, a bit kind.
2: <clears throat> anyway, but so the, the, the tormentor. Yes. It torment's one of those words I associate torment with. Like you know, your parents going, don't torment your brother. It's that kind of <laughs>
1: parental. Odd word.
2: That doesn't it? Doesn't come up a lot in day to day life. But no. So. i've heard other people speak highly of this car yeah and i've never
1: tried one but you you like it i think it's a good product on the whole i just uh, i just don't know it i just can't see it ever being my first choice Mm. for that money for that type of car but
2: what money is it then
1: Oh, I knew you'd ask me this. You wanker. <laughs> Ballpark. <laughs> Hundred 100 million pounds. No, no four pounds. No, pound. no thirty-five
2: grand. Something like that. No, it can't well, be. Is it forty? It must be forty. It's
1: probably. I think it is about forty. I mean, do you know what? Look, i just
2: I honestly just don't stop, know. Stop it. Let me just check. All right, Cooper. Here we yeah, go. You're going to have to this cut up. this out because. As far as I should Cupra. have known. Formenta is it named after Formentera, the oh, Alerica Probably. I, I suppose it might be. I've only just—it's only just occurred to me. It's like, hang on a sec. Oh, yeah, will be. Is that it? why it's called that? Because they—they all have sort of Spanishy kind of names, don't they? Say it. Oh Us. it's not to say it though, is it?
1: Ask. Cup I don't, now
2: their website is as annoying as their frigging touch screen interface. I'm clicking tormentor and it's not frigging working. It's because it's uh, bad. Oh, starting. For, hey, no. Well, it's not as. Starting from thirty thousand two hundred and five panes, so it's not as much as I thought. Okay, but that's for the. I mean, I guess that's for the basic, you know.
1: Well, I'm going to say it. I'm going to. S- I'm going to say it right now, mm. just by the um, the born the C- Cupra born identity because <laughs> the Cupra born identity is a fantastic car. Yes, it's got rubbish switches, and they all mm. kind of have. I think someone will come up with a uh, a hack at some point where you can spatula them out of the... Or do you know what? Why don't you just put... Could you buy a steering wheel of a Mark 7 Golf and and just have it retrofitted with the airbag that's still active and maybe the volume still works and then just live with it like that? Mm. Put it, Wrap it up in cling film, put it in the loft, and then when you sell the car, put the wheel back on. And then the wheel won't have any kind of wear on it.
2: But then maybe what you could do is you could get a wheel from a car off the same platform yes so if a skoda wheel would work but then i don't know does the skoda hmm, i don't know about that it's probably all in. There's some deep deep coding thing that you can't hack into very easily I, i'm i'm just looking at the Cooper website and i'm scrolling down at the information um yeah. about the formentera and one of the things it lists as, as a feature is genuine black leather <laughs> which it's <is> like <laughs> it's genuinely black is it it's not pretend black it's not actually very 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 dark blue i was it's gonna actual say black leather that's great thanks
1: imagine if it was immensely dark gray i mean yeah. i'm 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 a little colorblind so i actually wouldn't know or care you're not gray black colorblind though are you don't think so although no it's mostly dark blues blacks that kind of thing um I've, I've, I've regularly worn blue trousers with a black jumper, which has annoyed oh. me and people around me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of style,
2: style gurus not allowed to do it. apparently. To. it's not allowed. To. No, well, so they say. I just, do you know what the Cupra website is Christingly exhausting to look at? I'm just trying to find out how much the bloody cars cost, and it's almost impossible. So. Really? Fuck you, Cupra. I'm not buying your cars. <laughs> oh, <no>. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, why can't it just... Oh, like, download a price list. Here we go. That's all I want. How long has it taken you for that? As long as it takes their bloody infotainment to boot up. Bloody right, so there's no. different trim... Oh, my God. Who has time for this? Different trim levels: V1, V2, and then VZ1 to VZ3. But why? So your basic V1 is 30205 quid. but then... Which no one uh, will buy. Probably. No, I don't what engines do I... Do? <laughs> Like and we know about cars a bit,
1: yeah, but it's still confusing. So we sort of have a
2: head start on this, and this I find this just vexing beyond belief. That because I don't know if you find this, if you ever writing about cars, you know, doing a script or whatever, and you you just want some simple information, yeah. like how much a car weighs, and it is so hard to find it these days on a lot of manufacturers' websites, or even the, you know some of them they don't put it in the press bump, and you've got to ring somebody. Shock horror! It's
1: some um, it's bananas. I'll tell you another thing about the the tormenting Cupra. Although I feel like I should say it in a, um, it's almost the it's the fool. How dare you defy the Cooper for <laughs> The uh, it's it's like the Fomentor? Yeah, Fomentor. It's like the baddie from. Do you remember Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles? I think he was called Shredder. I think he was called Shredder, or some sort yes. of some sort of baddie from an eighties cartoon like Thundercats, Mumra the Undead. Fools, how dare you! Come in here, you cretinous minds, and defy me! I'm Cupra for Mentor. You cannot overcome me. <laughs> Dare you to defy <laughs> for Mentor. That's exactly what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm itching to know what the next Cupra model is going to be called. Is it? It's going to become Mumbra. <laughs> it will become the Cupra Mumra. Cupra Mumra. Cupra. Cupra <laughs> Kambana? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Well, anyway, there's one more thing about the Cupra fermenter that is actually fermenting my head Mm. quite badly. I think it's trying to play tricks, mind tricks on me, Mm. because the start-stop button, like a lot of cars have got now, rather than a key going in a hole, it's on the steering wheel, a bit like where the uh, volume control would be on with your right thumb. What? But but of course you, you 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 use it once a journey, don't you? Unless you like turning cars off mid motorway or <laughs> mid A, mid B road. Which I tend not to do. Although I have done it before I accidentally and absolutely sawed myself. But um the 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 fermenter has that and then right by the the sort of um the gear shift clitoris, um it's got a um the electronic stability control button, the same size mm. as the starter button. And because I've been ah. driving loads of cars recently where it is there, I keep diving in and pressing it. And what I'm doing is I'm just turning traction control off <laughs> and then getting out the car and the car's going, Oh, you haven't turned me off. And I'm going, oh, shit, no, I haven't. I've actually just turned traction control off and walked away. Did
2: you find that odd about the MG4, since we were talking about that, that you don't turn it off? Like a Tesla or a Polestar,
1: like a Tesla or a Polestar, yeah. Poster, um, you just you just get out. It's, it feels unnatural. It feels like there's it. it feels like there's unfinished business, like no closure on the situation. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. <laughs> so you want closure? I want closure. Well, mate. That's the problem.
2: I found out you can get closure by going into a sub menu and there's a switch the car off thing, but it's about three layers down, and you just go. It's too much faff. I could just get out. But it just feels
1: wrong. This is why I like a key in a hole. Because when you take the key, you know you've taken it out of the car because you had to turn the car off. And because the car's not running, the key must be somewhere. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's just yeah. It's just an easier process for my little head to follow. Whereas I get out of cars that are still running now, then I don't know where the key is because it's in a console or mm. in a bag. Well,
2: this is the other thing, isn't it? An ignition hole is a really useful place just to keep a key Mm -hmm. while the car is in use. And Mm -hmm. then you know where the key is. You Mm. don't, for example, have the key in someone else's bag who then gets out of the car.
1: Well, quite. It sounds like you're talking on behalf of a friend, doesn't it, Richard, (laughs) who might have had a situation where maybe they dropped their wife off once and then drove a considerably long way to find out they had no way of restarting a car. I mean, these things have happened. And How considerable was the way? Uh, let's just say circa 100 miles. No oh my but, God. But
2: <laughs> not walking distance. Okay.
1: Not, not walking distance, unless you're a very enthusiastic walker with time on your hands. But, yeah, it's... But all of these 21st century issues, which nobody asked for, could mm. be avoided with a prong that goes in a gash. And that's <laughs> what we've had for years. Have we not? Well, I don't. I mean, I, I like keyless to a
2: degree, but at the same time, I do find it refreshing. R E up for example, though it is an electrical car... You put a thing in a dong, don't you? It's, it's got old bones, so you mm. put a, the key in a hole, and it's sort of quite refreshing. And it's got a manual handbrake. So is my Panda. Quite nice. Just a key I, in a hole.
1: I do quite like it. I have to ask,
2: though. Have you... You said you you've turned off a car whilst driving... What by like pushing a start stop button?
1: It wasn't really modern. I mean, I regularly turn off my Dodge when I'm driving because um, I used to do it if I was coming home later, so I didn't wake anyone up. And it doesn't have steering lock, so you can just and and the Beetle doesn't have steering lock, so you can turn the engine off at 70 miles an hour and you can coast wherever you want. It's got no servo, (laughs) so it doesn't affect the brakes. It's actually quite nice. (laughs) Although I think if the police are listening to this, I haven't done that um, because it's It's probably equivalent of
2: having a glider.
1: It's like that. It's like my Thomas Crown moment with Steve McQueen in the glider with those gorgeously tobacco tinted aviators. Which, <laughs> as you know from WhatsApp messages, <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit irritated by aviator sunglasses. Anyway, that's a deviation from the conversation. I feel like they don't—they they don't suit anybody. No, they do. though. They don't, but they do. They I, definitely I mean, don't suit Tom you, Cruise.
2: You know, like, there's a certain song, like wrap around sunglasses don't suit anybody. Everybody looks like an absolute helmet in wraparound <laughs> sunglasses. No exceptions. I'm not what, having
1: it. Do you mean the... what is that when we had those... We kept sending pictures to one another of, of how 90s sunglasses... Peak 90s sunglasses. I think we found Matt, Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc going to a red carpet event where it, <laughs> where, so where it looks like black ladybirds over his eyes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: Incredibly delicate, like two large fingernails attached to black painted fingernails, with a, with a frame, a wire frame to arrange them into a spectacle shape. But but wrapping about the curvature was too much. And they nobody, were they name nailed, me anybody, and I will tell you they don't suit them.
1: Nail gels—they do look like nail gels over your eyes, over your closed eyes.
2: So that right. I will—I'm I'm with you, and also. Strangely coloured runner's sunglasses. Weird. Well, we can't go down that road. No. But the aviator, not having it, the aviator looks good on some, not all people, but some people.
1: Um, Not on Tom Cruise, which is ironic given that he's the top gun maverick. You see, I don't agree with you. I
2: think that Tom Cruise. Maybe I've been conditioned no. by the fact that he's gone. No, I'm, I'm maverick out of Top Gun, so of course I'm wearing an aviator.
1: Today. Yeah, I think he's brainwashed you into thinking they suit him. But you look again, they're always crooked. They always look like he's <laughs> slightly sat on them. <laughs> and and I'm, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. Just pick a different sunglass, please.
2: Well, but then there's always the risk that... I bet if you, you looked, you'd find some pictures of Tom Cruise and some dreadful wraparound sunglasses from them. Yeah,
1: you might do. What 90s? about if... <laughs> If he was wearing those fishing ones um, or the flip downs, a couple of, you know, like the, they look like the eyebrows of Johnny Five from Short Circuit. <laughs> you, know, you, know the, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the ones I mean, don't you? Yes, they're, 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 they're mean. actually sun visors for the eyes, aren't they? They're car sun no. visors on your face. They are. Um, no, I was going to talk about double legacy. We can do it briefly. This- it doesn't have to go on a long time.: <laughs> But it's a film I've never seen.: It's not a film. It's um, I'm, well, t- for its full title, I'll call it "Grand Design's Double Legacy." There's a house quite near me, and I, I've been going running a certain circuit, mm. not as often as I should, but oh, anyway. And, and I've noticed this really nice, revamped house that is a little bit Kevin McLeod's spec. And on the drive are, are his and hers, I presume, or his and his, or hers and hers legacies. So they've got this really fresh house that's quite out there, and angled, and expanses mm. of glass. And one of them, one of the legacies, looks. One of the <laughs> legacies for light flood in. I'm going to call them pheasant legacies because one of the one of them is quite sporty looking, and I. I haven't stopped and looked, so I apologise to listeners. I don't know the exact spec. But it looks mm. sporty, body colour bumpers, deep metallic. It might be an STI. I don't even know. But the but the other one is very dowdy. So I think it's they're like pheasants. One of them's like a female pheasant <laughs> legacy and one of them's like mm. a male pheasant legacy. Uh, one of them's maybe to blend in. How old are these legacies? Um... Very early 2000s, I'm going to say, oh, sort of 51 plate, 52, that kind of era.
2: Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm.
1: But I like it. Do you know why I like it? Yeah. I like it because most of the Grand Design-esque dwellings around this area have nearly always got the same cars on the drive, which I'm finding quite boring. So it's quite Mm. nice to see. Uh, a pair of legacies, pheasant legacies. Well, it legacies. is because, but it sort of fits. I think, doesn't it? Is that
2: if you're sort of a thoughtful, architecturally minded person, yeah, a Subaru Legacy, it just yeah, works, doesn't it? It does. You would have maybe had a Saab, yeah. You might have had back in the day, yes, a Citroen C X
1: or a C six. Oh yeah, yes, C X, yeah, C X. Mm. Yeah, but
2: just your your natural inclination to err towards the slightly quirky.
1: Yeah. The but C3 also very practical. It's quirk and practicality. That's what the CX always was. What a what a family box that was.
2: I'm smelling actual architects living there.
1: Oh, are you? Mm. Yeah, what bought maybe bought the house at the bottom of the market, but knew all along they had a vision that would work for it. Yeah. So they exactly. went in hard on said vision uh, because also
2: I'm getting a just a a hint a little a little whiff of slightly not old money as such but
1: you know this isn't their first house project that's what you're thinking isn't it
2: yeah because the cars are not new and flash
1: no and you can money
2: goes in the house because
1: exactly that
2: it's a better investment and it's also just more interesting than having a q5 on the drive that's brand new
1: yeah yeah, but you mm. you still got to hack around to screw and Travis Perkins, so <laughs> so le- legacies are just uh, a brilliant for that. No, you, you, all the other jingle houses near me, it, it's either a pair of Teslas or a pair of um, Land Land Rovers slash Range Rovers. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there's loads of them, loads of them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm a bit over those combinations. So, well, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I just thought I'd put that out there, and the other one is uh, on the same run, actually, go past another house, not that far away within about half a mile, and um quirky um fiat household. So, f- so for years, I remember this house, for years they had a, a Fiat Maria, or Maria. Oh. Is it Maria? Maria, yes, Maria, Maria. Maria. Ma- Maria, M-A-R-E-A, yeah? Yeah. Now, how many times in the last 10 years have you seen Fiat Marias? You just don't see them, do you, Maria? No, not no, in they, this
2: country. Not in this area. country.
1: It's, it's almost like a car that you rented in Portugal and drove it home and you just never yes. went back. You Never forgot that it- you'd flown there,
2: <laughs> you, you like my can't. mate who walked home from something he'd driven to because he forgot he'd taken the car. No way! But you forgot that you'd flown to Portugal <laughs> and accidentally drove home in your Hertz Fiat Marea. It's and you're like oh well. Wow.
1: It's it's like going bowling, and uh, we've all done it, haven't we? Uh, you go temping bowling, you have a what? Few- you walk off in the stinky shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I went clubbing <laughs> and then looked down and realised I was wearing those shoes. What, the stinky Chicago
2: 1920s gangster shoes?
1: Yes. And everybody laughed. And of course, I was battered and it was late. I had to go back <laughs> the next day into the city with a big the hangover. Next day. Yeah. And I had to say, Excuse me, here's my shoes. I think you've got my shoes. I'm really sorry. And I've been out clubbing. I've been out until 4 a.m. wearing them. And <laughs> yes. tell you what, they're dangerous AF in gents' toilets in clubs because yes. they've got no grip. No grip at all. I mean, we are talking. What are those. What were those um, tyres that CSL E46 M3s came on that had a parental advisory on? <laughs> Basically, oh, um, don't drive them anywhere. Were they um, Michelin? Were they Spolt, contact Spoltz, whatever they're called? Yeah, i yeah.
2: look the, this up, because people at home will be shouting at us. No they will
1: be, they will be. be. And didn't M3's GT2s, CSL. didn't 911 GT2s have a similar tyre which came with a parental advisory? It's embarrassing, isn't it? Because I, I remember at the time,
2: yeah, they were Michelin Cups.
1: Yes, that's um, right.
2: But they were. I mean they were famously it's like if just if there's even a hint of moisture in the air just just stay home. Yeah. Or you will die.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody sneezes nearby the back end will shimmy. Well, the equivalent of that is borrow accidentally borrowing bowling shoes on a big night out. You've you've got especially in Britain where it's probably going to rain at some point or mm. there's a gents toilet where probably there's been a bowl overspill and you honestly you can get into a huge amount of trouble. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody <laughs> it's huge.
2: even if was this not so long ago that you were wearing aggressively boot cut jeans which acted like sort of a piss <laughs> Zamboni to clear the way ahead of you
1: it was, it probably right the was they clear was. behind you so they clear behind you <laughs> Yeah, just to draw more attention to myself, I walk backwards into the gents' toilet and then flick around. Then do what I need to do at the urinal and then flick back around again, like a je- like a bootleg turn, boot cut leg turn, boot.
2: cut <laughs> <laughs> sort of, it might look like you were just doing a shit moonwalk. <laughs>
1: just have to say to people no i'm doing a boot cut later because i don't want to slip over in a deadly gents toilet cuz you you know I'm you're wearing bowling alley shoes <laughs> <that I> accidentally <laughs> stolen i what's did what's
2: the deal i don't i just i'm trying now i'm trying to think It's so long since i've been go i've been bowling i love it you know, i have a fairly certain memory that if you went you know those sort of those, there was a rash of kind of like posh bowling alleys was sprung that? up well, I was in that there London.
1: Bloody hell! I didn't go to any of those. All the ones I went to, were, they all had Sega Rally in them and people yeah, fighting. This thing,
2: these, these ones have been more like, oh, they, you know, they do sort of slightly fancier food and craft beer. Uh, but I'm fairly sure they also didn't make you wear shoes. You just wore your shoes. Oh, dude! I, uh, Maybe it's because I assumed everyone was turning up in, you know, um, I was going to say singer gazelles, but that's a car. I meant. Um, <laughs> adidas gazelles because i'd
1: like well if they're funks 30, if they were if they were if they were funksters they might have turned up in singer gazelles as well yeah but um no i i've never been to bowling anywhere where you don't wear the bad I shoes don't know.
2: i'd have to check this now but i'm fairly sure that there were some there were some sort of slightly hipster bowling facilities in london possibly manchester where they didn't make you change your shoes and i'm trying to think why your trad bowling alley would make you change your shoes when, in fact, they have no grip. But they, I suppose they do have the grip. They have the grip on the wood of the bowling lanes. Yeah, but then people are always falling over in bowling lanes. If you've been framed, as taught us anything? It's that people fall over a lot in um, in bowling alleys. So, uh, where's this all
1: going? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, where's it all going, guys? Look, 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 new paragraph. Listen, I just anyway. want to say, sir,
2: this is a this is a plea. What? And um, speaking as we sort of were about old money, yeah. This is a a, a a plea to everybody listening to this. Please, 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 don't send us a link to the Queen's Jaguar X-Type coming up for auction. Oh yeah, we know. Of course, we, we know. We, we know now. It's because this is we knew within it, minutes guys well because yeah it's almost it's amazing the auction house didn't just ring one of us directly and go all right money where your mouth is lads but um oh yeah it's it's very nice that people have wanted to tell us about this because it it means that you know we're the people they think of when they see the queen's x-type is up for auction but i realized that the auction isn't until 26th of november
1: oh i've got a bit of time i've
2: already been sent that x-type the link to it about 47 million times. I don't get any other mail It's from tiring. Anybody.
1: It's quite tiring, isn't
2: it? So anyway, just, to, just to put it out there, we know about the X-Type. It's, it's fantastic. I don't think either of us are going to buy it because we've both recently bought cars. Lovely thought. <laughs> if I had infinite disposable income, of course I would buy it and then accidentally leave it parked outside my house until it got crashed into by a Tesco van. It, exa- I, exactly. I, I don't. I've nowhere to put it. It would be disrespectful. Hopefully somebody else will buy it and look after it. I feel like it's going to it'd probably go for silly money, won't it? As well,
1: I bet it'll go for ridiculous money. Not not Diana Escort Turbo money, but no, um, yeah, probably go for because obviously the Queen's no longer with us. I'm sure it'll go for enormous money. If the Queen was still with us, I don't know. It'd Be interesting to do a comparison, but that's not not really a possibility. Um, but um, yeah, I I like I do quite like X type estates. It's the car that Ian Callum designed mm. that he talks about very quietly on a very rare occasion. But I always bring <laughs> it up. I always bring well, it up. Because he, he only did the back, didn't he? He, only, he, he did the estatey bit, yeah. Oversaw the back. But then
2: it's also, he doesn't. Another car that he speaks very quietly about and then changes the subject is the Rover 75 Estate. Yeah, which I love. And you love. That's a I know you do. Is, I think the 75 Estate is a better looking car than the X Type Estate.
1: Yes, it is. I would rather have one, although. Maybe it won't last as long, but who cares? I do think it's a cool-looking mm. car, and I would love that. I, you know, in a few years' time, I think a resto mod. A seventy-five wagon would actually be quite a cool thing. Got time for it? Never owned one. You've owned a saloon, I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a lovely car. I mean, they are they
2: they they are. What they've got is they've got a sense that the people making it were giving it their absolute best shot. And I know that's probably true of most cars, that, you know, even the mediocre cars, the people behind, they were doing their best in the face of a very limited budget, a lot of interference from management. Yes. P- people from marketing going, oh, no, you've, you've, it's got to have the same rear headroom as X or Y. And that all knackers it a little bit. And they, But everybody was sincerely trying to do their best. But the 75 had that definite sense of a sort of, come on, everyone. It's a bit of a last roll of the dice. This, yeah. BMW have given us some proper money to do it right, so let's try our hardest. And it's so it's it's got a sort of appealing sense of just this is this is what what we wanted to do as best we could do it. I'm I mean, dead. obviously some bits of it are still crap, but that's that's by the by. Yes, yes. It has a it has a sort of a, a certain integrity to it. And they're, they're, the problem is because they're sort of they've they, they, they've entered there. Quite a while ago, I think they've entered their sort of not that sought after. They're not quite rare, but nobody cares. Because
1: no, no, they're not yet.
2: They're just they've entered that period where they're just not worth anything. So if if something fundamental goes wrong, people throw them
1: away. Yes, exactly that. Uh, any and amount that thins of work out the field. Well, any amount of work that it that needs doing professionally to it is is more than the car's worth. So, yeah, eighty percent of the owners would just go. Do you know what? You can keep the car. Or weigh it in, or put it on Facebook Marketplace and misspell the ad really badly, <laughs> and take pictures with, <laughs> I don't know, your thumb over the lens, or yeah, yeah, upload
2: it. Oh no, it's upside
1: down. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Upside down. I love upside down pictures of cars. I, I, I it gives me great joy in in observing those. Um, actually, I'm... talking of BMW ownership and estate cars, I have to mention a chap called Richard Norris, who sent an email to our oh. old Smith and Sniff address. Yes. Email address.
2: Lose 20 points. Don't pass. Yes. Don't collect £200 Richard. But,
1: but I have to say Richard it's a a lovely sweet sweet offer from the man. Mm. I'm just been catching up on the podcasts and thought that if you've not pulled the trigger yet I'd offer my car for you to borrow. By the way he's pulled the trigger in inverted commas of course. Good. I have ha- he said I have an E34 540i touring 6 speed manual and it needs using mm. more. I mean seriously. Tick tick effing tick. Bloody hell, that's that's one of my favourite BMWs. And he's put, I thought if I offered it to you to borrow, it could give me a kick up the arse to get it MOT'd again. What do you think? Cheers, Richard. I got back to him and went, that's one of my favourite 5 Series. Ruddy hell, are you selling it? I'm asking for a friend. He's put, no, I'm not selling it at the moment, Johnny. I've had it for 10 years, I'm, and I keep on saying I'll spend a few more grand on it. The money always gets spent on other cars. In the last three weeks, I've bought an MG ZS-180, a Fiat Coupe 20-valve, tw- and a 2CV. I'm pretty much a lost cause. MG ZS-180? Yes.
2: Underrated car. Mm. Fiat Coupe 20-valve turbo. Yep. Lovely car. Yes, mm. I'm down with those. Future classic. Well, I mean, they already think think are. They are. They're retro, Source aren't
1: they? They're retro car.
2: It's and like... a 2CV. Love a 2CV.
1: Sweet, sweet car.
2: Sweet, sweet car. But then I noticed that Richard had attached a picture of his e34 wagon to that email
1: oh gosh how attractive it's Avus
2: blue if anyone knows that bmw color it's a lovely color and he's put it on those m5 alloys of the same era of 5
1: series the ninja ninja, to as, ninja yeah, death stars, stars. That were, yes that's right throwing stars are ninjas and around is. anymore or was it more of an 80s thing? There are a lot of ninjas yeah, they, they just they they're just all at the job centre now aren't they? <laughs> 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 or doing community what are your service? skills. Uh,
2: well, I'm a ninja. Yeah. Oh, that's cool for it around here. I'm afraid the uh, the yeah. ninja ninja factory closed down. Um this is one hell of a nice looking car.
1: It is. Would you? He i was would. offering just to lend it to you just I to sort of see you over. I wish I'd never bought the element. Now on the on the on the basis that I could just have borrowed a five forty i and driven around with just steering it with my right wrist, while my left hand is just snicking the six speed box snicking, Oh, so much snicking. Oh, and you know how it would snick, don't you? You know, oh, how it would snick, it would snick, it would, it and would snick Rick all the way. That's what he's be called. So much
2: snicking, you'd be sick of the snicking after a while. But you'd be but sick of I the think- snick you'd have borrowed that car and actually (laughs) you'd have fallen in love with it and then you'd have been sort of frantically offering it would have been like the reverse of your element where the price kept going up by a I <laughs> and you've still paid it yeah.
1: maybe that's what snick S- S- rick is all trying to do he's trying It's like a it's like a drug dealer <laughs> and his drug is e34 that's the name of the drug
2: we're on to you norris yeah Don't try and sneak in using the old email address we know what you're yeah up to.
1: exactly you, just you, thought you'd, you'd put that
2: under my nose snick cocaine that you're
1: yeah while i was for. reversing into the gents toilets in my bowling shoes you we went oh do you want to buy a couple of e thirty four? I'm like, listen, mate. (laughs) Do you like E's? Why, what have you got? 34s. 34s. Oh, shit, they're a bit hard, aren't they, those ones? They last last ages. If you have one a bit late, you've got to go to work the next weekend and you're still on it and it spaces me (laughs) out like, can't handle that.
2: Still snicking.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, that was a...
1: Well, Richard, what a car. I mean, seriously, what a car. What a lovely BMW. I I, I would have that car in a heartbeat. Um, Well, since
2: we're talking about... uh, Interesting things that we have got from listeners, sort of. Um, I had to share a story that was told to me in person by a listener called Nigel at the live show at Bentley last week. Oh, he'd alluded to this. He'd left a comment. I can't remember where Patreon or on the YouTube, oh somewhere. He was referencing that I'd mentioned the uh, arrest of bed for out of control lorries on the steep hill.
1: Ah, uh, yes, in Bar- down near
2: into- Bath near Bath near Bath and he said <laughs> I might be getting this wrong I should have written it down I was I was, I was talking to Nigel he gave me the story but basically the the gist is that his I think it's his father in law was sort of responsible for that arrest bed being introduced because what used to be there was a little lane leading to six lock-up garages oh no and his Forgive me, Nigel, if it wasn't your father-in-law. This is my memory of it. But his father-in-law owned a haulage firm, lost control of a lorry on that hill, went down the little (laughs) lane and demolished...
1: Six garages. Six
2: lock-up garages with his... No way. ...with his truck. And I think he had to swerve. I think that was it. He had to swerve out of the way of... Another lorry had jackknifed on the hill in bad conditions and he swerved, went down the lane, demolished the, the garages. And this was the second time it had happened... And so they decided to put in a an arrestor bed. And then, to my thing about going, oh, I wonder what would happen if I just drove into it in my Range Rover. Are you going to do it? No, someone's done it. Oh. Are they, this is are also, they- Nigel told me this. Now, this is what we were, maybe it was his father-in-law that owns a recovery company. They had to go and haul a P-38 Range Rover <laughs> out of that arrestor bed because oh, some, don't, don't. some dickwit had gone... I wonder what would happen if, and had actually done it and had driven in. And, of course, it's gravel, but it's very fine gravel. Isn't it? it, isn't it about three
1: feet deep as well? Cause it's got to stop yeah. a truck.
2: So a Range Rover just sinks up to its axles.
1: It's a bit like, and I don't know if any listeners have ever done this, <clears throat> it's usually the sort of thing that sensible dads would do, is you try running into a swimming pool and stay running. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Mm, 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 it's actually mm. really hard, <laughs> mm. but I've done it. Have you done it? Yeah, you've done yeah. it. Yeah, but it's, it's actually completely impossible because, of course,
2: it turns out that Wile e. Coyote cartoons aren't a documentary.
1: <clears throat> it's annoying that you can't run in the air or on water, isn't it? Because even if you try to, it doesn't quite work. It would be it just. It
2: feels like it'd be a useful thing to be able to do, but it's just no. It's not going to happen. No as far as I'm aware. No. Anyway, apparently uh, Nigel told me they tried to haul this Range Rover out of the arrest bed and they started hearing some really bad noises as they, as they tried to pull it backwards with a winch because the, um basically it was just <laughs> pulling the axles off. I can't remember how they got it out. In the end. Nigel, write to us and tell us um, hello at smithandsniff.com for anyone interested, not just Nigel, but anybody who could, could furnish us with things that we might find interesting. And as you know, that's a very broad church where we're concerned. So, um, I like uh, that. I yes. I'd
1: like to know if there was anything valuable in the lock-ups. Um or maybe I don't want to know. Yes. Uh, oh God, uh, or if, if, if it was if like it a was a film an imp
2: or something in there. It's just got absolutely
1: flattened, but Well, if it was a 70s film, it would be a guy having a poo on the toilet with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> If it was a 70s film,
2: then there'd be a couple having it off mm. in one of the other ones on a mattress, wouldn't there? That's know, true. Films were not,
1: yeah, with a guy with inflammable flared trousers halfway down. yeah, Us going for a... Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. That's exactly what would be happening.
2: Um, now, speaking of our trip to Crewe uh, to the live show... Did you?
1: I drove there in the Leon Estate FR that I talked about earlier. Actually, that's what hauled us there. there. Yeah, fair enough. uh, How did you go back down the M6? uh, A little way, yeah, and then went across to Stoke, and then went through Stoke on Trent, which has got some very early nineties pedestrian bridges over the. Yeah, very early nineties. Um look the- pri- painted sort of vibrant colours. Yes, they are actually. Mm. You know the mm. ones, don't you? Like mm. French blue and then slightly faded red like a Mark III Astra Faded red, yeah. Um yeah. it's looking a little tired, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what was the point of this question? Oh well because on the M six
2: there is now and I think it's always been there, but it feels like it's grown since I used to regularly drive the M six. There's a scrapyard oh. by the motorway. Yeah. And it's a, an extreme road safety hazard for the nerdish car man. And I—I was just suddenly thinking about this because I saw it on the way up, and I was like, and I—I I did sort of swivel my head in a way that wasn't possibly appropriate for you know driving at motorway speeds. And then on the way back again, I suddenly went, "Oh, there's that scrapyard. Oh, there's a Freelander." And I was just—I was sort of looking, going, "Hang on a fucking minute! He's just <laughs> driving. You look, look forwards, you idiot!" And I was like, but but it made me wonder. It made me think about
1: why are scrapyards so interesting well they're not to most people but for fools like you and i um and maybe lots of other people listening it's just that fascination of like oh how's that come to be there and does it deserve it it's a bit like Mm. a sanctuary or a um battersea dog's home you can just go yes. through there and go, oh, is that a lost cause or, or could, I, could I bring that back from the brink? Is it? Am I the person that should take that on? And I know you can't always buy cars out of scrapyards, but you, mm. you sometimes can. And there's also good things that yield, lots of things that yield parts. So in the old days, when you had to remove all the parts yourself before eBay had shops and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I guess it was that whole like, oh, imagine if you found the, the diamond in the luff. It was all about we- the diamond in the rough for me, and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I, in fact, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? I don't know how long ago we did that video where we walked around the field of dreams, yeah, of those d- dilapidated cars that that chap had hoarded. But I feel like we should do that again, but this time bring more food with us. Should we? Yeah, definitely tr- more food. More It'd be food. Be nice.
2: If it wasn't as damp, but yeah, because I, I think I because I by chance or maybe even it might have been that YouTube suggested that video to me and it was a bit weird because I heard it to go well I, I, I don't want to watch that because
1: did you write to them it. did you write to YouTube and say thank Dear you
2: YouTube but
1: thank you, you may or may not hard. know I do
2: but... I write to them every day just yeah. with yeah feedback on their suggestions um, good but that video's done over 300,000 views now
1: Bloody hell Which has is it? by
2: our, the woeful standards of our videos, is, is really good. Nothing else has come close, and I was, I, that's why I messaged you and went. We should probably walk around a damp field again sometime because it seems like that's the secret to success. And that was there was something quite ghoulishly fascinating about that field of, oh. of stuff. But partly because, like you were saying, it's like that was you were looking at it going. Well, could this come back to life? Yeah, could it? And the people selling those cars definitely wanted them to come back to life, whereas a scrapyard.
1: They I don't, don't know.
2: Care. I just find them. I think it's all. It's it's not quite Battersea Dogs Home because it would be like Battersea Dogs Home, but all the dogs are dead. Oh in a way.
1: yes, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like a wet market in a foreign country. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Which that it, it's touch and go. There's some stuff that's dead. There's some stuff that's still just about alive, and it's just a matter of time. If you don't buy it and save it, someone will buy it and immediately eat it or butcher it. So. <laughs> you end up with a a hotel room full of lizards yeah 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 i know someone that bought a juvenile tortoise from a a, a moroccan street market on the day they were flying home from holiday
2: oh my god
1: yeah because they couldn't bear it was in a it was in fact they bought all of them there was like a sack full of them and they felt so sorry for them they bought them all and then they walked back to their hotel room and then let, let them all go. is that wise well we, well why I mean they are native to the area, so okay all right. yeah it's not like people that let goldfish go into the sea and then realize that goldfish can't live in salt yeah. water it's not quite that that
2: unintelligent but Have yeah. I told you about this once when I was walking down a street in North Carolina in the outer banks which, I was familiar with that it's sort of like kind of holiday area that a lot of new yorkers go to and uh it was the early hours of the morning well in fact it was sort of the late early hours of the morning because it, it was light and were you wearing I'd bowling fo- shoes i wasn't because it might be my flip-flops i had gone to a house party and then fallen asleep on a sofa <laughs> with a with a glass of beer between my legs and i would managed to sleep for a <laughs> few hours with it perfectly positioned and then woken up and spilt it all over my shorts Brilliant. And then realised that I need to go back to the hotel we're staying in. So I walked back to the hotel. I, I'm not even sure how I managed that, because I've got a terrible sense of direction. But I was just walking down the street, and there was a tortoise walking down the edge of the street. In North Carolina? Yeah. At the time, I was like, oh, look at that, there's a tortoise. Hello, morning, tortoise. Lovely to see you. Are you a bit pissed still? Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I sort of assumed that they were native to that area and it's only later I realised that they're not that no. was maybe somebody's escaped tortoise and I should have done something more How about it. How big was like, it?
1: How big was that tortoise? Oh, big, big guy. Oh, okay, so really obvious to see if you're a motorist. Yes, and it was
2: it was sort of, you imagine like those American roads where then there's like a, a solid white line down the edge and then there's a bit more tarmac. Yeah. It was one of those. And it was on the bit more tarmac. So it didn't feel like it was in danger of being run over. And, and because I was a bit like, well, obviously, you know, they're, they're from round here. I'm sure they're perfectly capable of not being run over. It didn't occur to me to move it. And it had a lick on as well. I mean, it was properly just clipping along by tortoise standard.
1: <laughs> like, if any listeners so, from, from NC... Div. Yeah, you are. You're a complete flute. But if, <laughs> if there's any NC listeners who can verify the fact that I don't think tortoises are indigenous to north carolina i could be wrong no it might have been a terrapin but i doubt it because i don't think
2: no but well this is something that's uh my wife and i i was gonna say clash over overstates it but but in the u.s there is a tendency to refer to tortoises as turtles Mm -hmm. and it's i always think but it's really simple to tell them apart because turtles have flippers and tortoises have legs
1: you can you can get terrestrial turtles but what? yes, you can. I used to have one. Oh. Yeah, but well. um, we won't muddy the waters because predominantly that is the way to tell. It's a turtle is a turtle, and then of course a terrapin is is a, is, a, is a it's it's a it's a it's a derivative of <laughs> it's an outlaw of the turtle world. Really, are they built on the same platform? I think I think they I think they're they got the same subframes. I'm pretty sure, right yeah yeah similar similar induction kit so therefore I'm sure they're shared but I think Terrapins have got a less attractive face no no disrespect to any Terrapin owners out there they just look less friendly and less like i know that i know that Sly Stallone had them as pets in rocky the first rocky and I know that that that's all I think of when I see a Terrapin now but um I just don't know if they're they're, they're nice pets I'm just not sure but yeah, I'm, I'd like to know if tortoises are any tortoises native to North America. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> but we weren't expecting to talk about this. So <laughs> no, no. it's amazing how often we do talk we about talk, tortoises. We yeah. do. I bloody love my tortoises. Where are tortoises from? Well, they're from oh, all over. Aren't tortoises
2: mate? are found from southern North America to southern. So- okay, all right. Tor- oh,
1: God, this South <laughs> America tortoise. I can get that native to South America, but. Oh, I never finished my chat about it the Fiat Maria, to flip back. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go on, okay. you do that while I'm... so on. Fiat Maria estate family had that car for years. Yaz, and yaz, okay? But fairly recently I've noticed the Maria disappeared. And I was thinking, oh, well, they finally realised that it's impossible to get parts for it. They're probably mm. getting a bit bored of it. And it's not like you could take it to a classic car show and everyone would coo at it. So what they've done is they've bought a Fiat idea instead. So it's got (laughs) a... Again, another car no one gives a flying shit about. They are the ultimate Fiat rare but nobody cares family, it seems. The Mari is gone. I reckon it's been scrapped, but maybe it hasn't. It could be in the garage. There is a garage in the house, but I've never seen the garage Mm. open. But there's an idea on the drive, so the idea is presumably their their daily, their more modern daily driver. But did anybody wow. buy the idea? No, no, I didn't think so. So I, I think mean,
2: these they are, are unloved Fiat loyalists. Where are they going to go next? I don't I think know. Five
1: hundred L. Oh, five hundred L. What what a, what a gawky pos. Well, actually, yeah. Peter Kay's come back into the limelight lime hasn't he into the public eye recently after being away for a long time for for whatever reason and he um that's oh, all yeah. i think of when i th- see a 500 of him on that amazing comedy series called uh is it car share what was it called
2: yeah i think it was called car share
1: wasn't it car share it was brilliant loved it uh and that's mm. all i think about the 500 l's they're just so um, badly proportioned Terribly proportionate. Terribly. Terrible. Terrible. Just, yeah, I mean, just a horrible car. You and I could get together. Like You'd be walking to work at the side of the road with flip-flops on with a hangover looking at tortoises. I'd be walking backwards to work with piss-covered trousers and bowling Funny. Bo- we'd walk in and we'd be the leaders of the Fiat design studio. We'd put the coffee machine on and then we'd have two hours to design the next Fiat in the, the bottom rung of the ladder. And it's, that's what we would come up with. But there was a stretched one, wasn't there, which was even worse?
2: Was it a shit idea? Oh, not the idea. No, sorry, the 500L. There was a stretched 500L. Oh, it, a
1: 500...
2: A... Is it eggs? Was it a 500XL? Or was it oh, a... I don't think it was called that. I can't remember <clears throat> now because I sort of blotted it out. It was just piss poor. It was just terrible. Is it has got a Fiat oh, Floater. I not what it was called here. The Fiat Floater. <laughs> <laughs> but they just spelled with the Italian word for floater. So it would sound terribly oh. elegant until you realised what it meant. Oh, because no one ever never really acknowledges the fact that if you're Italian, and Italian listeners, I'm sure can can sort of knock us into line on this one. But Fiat's, since for the last sort of thirty odd years, hmm. have not had very sexy names. If you're Italian, the Fiat Point, the Fiat One, the Fiat Type.
1: Uh, I don't but...
2: know what Maria means. Possibly nothing. I think it's like some princess of tides or something like that. Tides. But,
1: um... What is in like seaside tides? think so i can't remember i looked this up for. princess books, of tides i love that
2: i'd love to be got, called that. it's got a slightly more ro- romantic name than um the maria a lot of them but hang on Shall I, this is just the episode of
1: looking well, things up isn't uh, it? But here we go yeah tide sorry it means tide it just it means the tide. Means of tide so yeah. if you bought a fiat maria in a seaside town how many minutes do you think it would last you buy it brand new in july you well, think they're gold aren't they? they they've got golf. Oh, they're golf, are not they they have got they
2: are they are gold generation
1: they're gold yeah oh they're gold oh, okay so maybe they're not a very bad car it's just nobody decided to buy it i mean there's been instances of that through the tapestries of, mm. of the automotive world as you well know um yeah.
2: no it's a, uh, that's a fair point i don't
1: in fact uh, what's another great car that nobody bought uh well the subaru legacy didn't pe- people bought that they didn't they i see them not here they do in America, yeah. but not here. They love them in Colorado, don't they? Yeah. It's so a strong um, Subaru, strong, strong, oh, yeah. strong, stronghold. Four-wheel drive, I suppose, because of the snowiness. Uh,
2: my favourite, I've just looked up my list that I did for all my boring car trivia books of, of what Fiat names mean in English or rather what the, what the Italian is. Um and my fa- my favourite is the fiat tempera because if you're Italian, that means the fiat hardening.
1: Of course, it's tempering of is tempering of, mm. of something of steel or whatever. I, I always think of tempura, mm. which is just associated with prawns. Yes, me too. Um, yeah, so well, just sort of battered, battered, <laughs> the fiat, fiat battered. deliciously battered. <laughs> That's what you Um, were, walking home in your flip-flops observing tortoises. (laughs) Beer-soaked shorts.
2: (laughs) Now, I've had a cursory (laughs) look and it. It seems like maybe some tortoises are indigenous to that part of the US, and so perhaps it was a wild tortoise. Oh, really?
1: Oh, okay. So maybe I'm talking absolute horse. You don't need to listen to me. Well, I
2: don't know, but I feel like... I I still have slight guilt that I didn't do more to... Help the tortoise? I don't know. This was I, it was a strange holiday that, and there was a one occasion when also I was walking back to the hotel. I don't know. I was on my own because I was with some mates, but we all seemed to get split up because of shenanigans. And I I was walking back, and there were just these three blokes sitting on the back of a pickup truck drinking beer. Brilliant! And I stopped and had a beer with them.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, you and did that. You sound like you're on a gap year. I know. That's a was. gap Well, year I was just I, was,
2: yeah, I just finished university, so it was that I sort of had that <clears> kind of you know you're of that age. And um, so, yeah, all these blokes just kept saying, they were like, You're English? And I was like, Yeah, I'm English. And they just kept on telling me how they wanted to bang Princess Diana.
1: Oh, well, that's nice.
2: She was alive at this point, okay. just to be clear. Just, it's okay. Not- horrible it was just slightly disrespectful but yeah that was the Sorry. main conversational topic I seem to remember and they kept returning to it even though I was trying to I don't know probably ask them how they got or getting on with their Ford F-150 but um, we should probably no, bring this not stop. slowly into the dock
1: no I don't want to, I want to talk more about walking at the side of the road observing things <laughs> if that's alright I'd like to, I can't it's too late here and some
2: absolute cock slot is letting off fireworks even though that time was a week ago they
1: found a few in the in a biscuit tid in the shed and they thought oh let's just let these off now that people have let dogs yeah. back out
2: and yeah exactly so now the dogs are, I can't I hate dogs and I don't want them to be able to relax so I'm yeah. able to do this
1: it's wrong isn't it <sighs> right um, all right well anyway look, we've got to we've got to stop this guys but
2: before we do uh, got three things to tell you there one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel hmm. It's called the Staple Drake's to Sakes show, in which he uses metal paper fixatives to attach male ducks to wooden poles. Oh, it's <laughs> um, nothing the, to
1: do with the Canadian rapper.
2: No, uh, okay, no, because okay. he's already featured in a couple of. Yeah, seasons. he has.
1: That's he changeable. has.
2: Yeah. Uh, Running really, out things that sound <laughs> like that. Uh, if that's not to your taste, then what about the Late Break Show, which has got loads of excellent videos about cars and people who love cars? Uh, update on your Allegro.
1: Oh, thanks, Richard. Thanks for the plug. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I do this every week I know you do but I just don't ever thank you and I thought that today was the okay. day for that oh bless you you know what I mean okay and thanks um, for sending me all of those cars I could have also bought instead of the element uh, I, I, <laughs> my, my WhatsApp feed no, is just I, littered with car right and classic point. pornography that you keep sending me <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think you've ended up in the right place um, so the second thing I've got to tell you is oh well I've got I've got various books out Um <sighs> take your pick I don't know um, Steel Flies Boring Car Trivia I don't know which one the Fiat Maria uh, fact was in so just buy all of them. uh does, three of them. do
1: any of them mention the fact that um, Lionel Richie says Fiesta forever in All Night Long because of course Fiesta I mean, is not forever no factually wrong so Richie's going to have to put out a public his apology story that'll straight, be next, next next week's podcast <laughs> I, I want us that. I want that recorded Lionel and I want us to play it here on, the, on, mm. on this this Smith and Sniff podcast, please. All right, stop being a stroker, and send it over <laughs> to us on voice notes. Thank you.
2: Yeah, he loves voice notes. He, lo- he does. He does WhatsApp voice notes a lot.
1: He, oh, loads of them. He just says hello and then just pauses for ages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the way that you use voice notes just to ring to leave me a thing with the, that, that guitarist bloke falling off his stool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you want me to do that a quick impression? Okay. Here's a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh!
2: <Folk. laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll put the link in the um, Patreon Oh, my next. gosh, it's the funniest um, thing you'll see
1: all, the, all year if you haven't already seen right. it. It bears repeat viewing oh, about a thousand it's times. It's still, still good. still uh, good.
2: Oh, I've so still got to tell you a third thing. Uh, it's not a very good one, actually. The Sweeney. We know the Sweeney, don't we? It was created by the younger brother of the man who wrote The Italian Job. Really? Yeah. Ian Kennedy Martin, brother of Troy Kennedy Martin who well, wrote an Italian job um, but then there's a bit of circularity on this because uh, Ian came up with the Sweeney, but his Italian job writing brother Troy wrote the second Sweeney movie.
1: now controversial what's cooler the Italian job or the Sweeney ooh your opinion, Richard
2: quick well you got me on the spot here I don't know I mean there's something gritty and very cool about. The Sweeney. I mean, I love the Italian job. Michael Caine. Michael Caine's cool, isn't he? Probably Michael Caine is cooler than John
1: Thor. Michael Caine is cool, okay, but the Sweeney wins for me. Mm. I I don't know. There's something about the Sweeney. It was it was more groundbreaking. It was more real. It feels like it's trying
2: less hard. Yeah. But then almost what you're saying is the Sweeney represents the 70s, very 70s show. Very 70s. The Italian job is in many ways a sort of epitomises
1: the late 60s. So are you
2: saying the 70s is cooler than the 60s?
1: I think if I said that, lots of people would shout at me and say no. I mean, there was disco. Um, but mm. um, part, I mean, there was punk, I suppose, as well. But, yeah, yeah I... Well... We'll continue. Yes, we'll, we'll continue these we'll really continue important talks.
2: Uh, smoking pipes and uh, wearing brown suits with big lapels, like one of those seventies discussion shows.
1: I am right now, and I'm, I'm I'm currently smoking a cigarette whilst eating a plate of bacon and a really flammable suit. Ah, <laughs> uh, the seventies.
2: All right. Well, anyway, that's quite enough of this. Uh, we will do it all again. Next week, but until then, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye.
1: Bye. I'm doing another burp. Sorry, that's, that's really nice. Oh my god. Yeah, that's this lovely. Is why I don't normally yeah. drink beer during the recording. I know. I know. I know.
0: Hold up.